Recording this after Shabbos, bracha is davches amin alaf. So we are three lines in. We are discussing the concept of an ace ratzon, a time that's favorable for davening. So Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Chrina, Amar Mehacha, he brings a different pasuk. The pasuk says, "Koyem Hashem be ace ratzon, and Isichai will answer you during an ace ratzon." Rabbi Acha, Rabbi Chrina, Amar Mehacha, a different pasuk. It says, "Hein kel kaber v'layimas," and the end of the pasuk says, "Kaber koyach leiv." So you see there's a strength, perhaps, of people coming together. So from there you see there's a concept of of uh, a tefillah satsibar is is uh, is much stronger than a tefillah of a yachet. And it also says, that when rabim are with me, there's a special pada, uh, redeeming, uh, in peace, b'shalom. When you have rabim, tani nami hachi rab nason oimer minayin sheina kadosh baruch hu moyes b'sfilas and sharabim. How do I know that a kadosh baruch hu never is disgusted by the tefila of rabim with people coming together to daven? Now, there's two ways to learn this. Either it means tefila b'tzibar, you are actually partaking in the minion, or it means at the very least you are davening the same time that people are davening. Shenemar hein kel kabir v'layimas uchsev pada b'shalom nafshi mikravli amar kadosh baruch hu kala oisik b'tayra uvegmilas chasadim u'maspalim atzibar. One who uh, is Isaac uh, by Tyra, he he uh, learns Tyra and he does Gemilas Chesed and he davens with a minion. I, I, it's as if he redeemed me and my children from the Umas Olam. This separates us from the Umas Olam by learning, by giving Chesed, by by uh, doing Chesed, and by davening with the minion. This actually is the Avram Fried song for those that uh, care. Amoresh Lakish, call me Shlisha Beisakneses Beiroi, someone who has a shul in town. He never goes there to daven. Nikra Shachin he is called a bad neighbor. Now, it doesn't mean you have to go to every single shul in your city. It means that you should go to at least one. If you don't go to any shul, so then you are considered a Shachin Rosh. And we're going to see this again that the shul outside of once the base of Middash was destroyed, so the shul is considered Eretz Yisrael. So if someone doesn't go there, he is considered a Shechene Haraim, a bad a bad neighbor. He causes galos um, <clears throat> for him and his children. Now, figuratively, there's some type of galos, but practically, you're actually p- causing yourself to be in galos. You are not part of a community. I'm taking away from their land. So we see that they're no longer considered part of Kala Yisrael. They told Rabbi Yechanan, there are elderly people in Bavel. Tamar Amar, he, he was uh, surprised and he said, it says in the in Parshish Kriyashma that in order for, if you listen to, uh, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so then you will have long days and the days of your children will be uh, lengthened. So, there's a school of Farichas Yama, but it says Al Hadama on the ground, on Eretz Yisrael. Ava Bechutzla Aretz, but Nachutzla Aretz Loi. There is no uh, way to, there's no promise of a long life. So, so they told him, came with the Amilei Mekadme, Umechashche, the Beknishta, that people come early to Shul and they stay late in Shul, or they wait, stay late. They stay up late in order to go to shul. Amar, he said, This is what helped them <coughs> uh, have a long life. 
Wake up early and stay late when you go to in order that you're, uh, you'll have a long life. Now, how does this answer the question? The question was that we see it says that you're only, only going to have a yamim in Eretz Yisrael. So what's the answer? So the Marsha in the same piece that we mentioned before says that when we no longer have a base of mikdash, the bati midrashos, bati knesios that we have become a mikdash ma'at. So if someone uh, shows significance to his shul by coming early, by staying late, or by staying late in order to go daven, so then you are showing that this is your little Eretz Yisrael, and by that you can have the bracha of the, man, of the guarantee of the man, and now it's called Al-Hu Adama. Amrav Achav Rav my crow, where do we see this in the Pasuk? It says, Now we said Lishmar means to anticipate, you anticipate going to Shul, so that is, that is Ashri uh, Adam, someone is praiseworthy. After that it says, If you find me, you found life. So you see a school for Arichas Yaman would be to be Shoimer waiting to, to go into Shul. That is how one gets Arichas Yamim. The person should always enter through two doors. When you go to Shul. Not every Shul has two doors. How could, how could you tell me I have to walk through two doors? The time or the distance it takes to walk through two doors. Different ways how to learn this. Either it means one should pause for a few moments prior to davening, the amount of time it takes to walk through two doors, or it means you should distance yourself from the door, the shear of Shnei Psachim, the width of two doors, which is a couple feet, so that would be where to sit. Now, what's the reason for this? If you sit right near the door, it looks like you're trying to get out of there as soon as possible, if that is your Makam Kavua. So if that's, your, if that's where you sit, nobody thinks you're trying to get out. That's where you sit, that's where you sit all the time, so that would not be a problem. Then the Gemara brings a pasuk. It says, So when it comes to this, a person should daven during the time of Mitzayah finding. So what exactly is this time? That's when you're trying to find a wife. You found the wife. You found good. But my Rava in Eretz Yisrael. Kinosav Inish, it's uh, when when you would get married, they would ask him. I'm really They asked him the following: Matza, I Matza. Were you? Did you? Were you Matza a wife or were you a Matza wife? So what does that mean? So Matza, Dichsev Matza, Icha Matza, Tavi Yafek Ratzayin Me'ashem. So Matza is great. That means uh, he found a good wife. Matza with a mem vav tzadi aleph. Dichsev Matza ni mar mavas esa isha. So sometimes a woman could be worse than death. So I'm not sure what the response was, how they uh, had this conversation, but it seems like in Eretz Yisrael, that's what they did. They asked him, were you matzah or a matzah? Someone who finds me found, finds life. This is an easy death. You see the word Taitzah, which is matzah by Mavis. There are 930 types of death that Hashem created. That's the Gematria of Taitzah, is 930. I'm sorry, 
the the worst one is Askara. Nicha should be called the easiest one is Nishika, Misas Nishika of kissing. Askara, Damian Kechizur, Bigvava, Damra. Askara is like taking uh, thorns that were caught in a uh, in wool, Dilachare Nashra, and it's yanked back by someone in order to remove it. So that is that is a difficult, there's some friction. It is not, um, it is not uh, smooth. Vikadamik. It's like a rope that you're pushing through a veshet is like an esophagus or some type of other hole. So that is difficult. Friction. Nishika. Nishika is the opposite. Damya. It's taking a, a hair from milk. Very soft, smooth, not uh, difficult. It's, it's a proper krura. Uh, burial. My krura. Where do you see this in the Pasuk? That the Pasuk refers to Mitzai when, when it talks about bearing. They found a, a, a grave, so you see Matzah and cover. That's what people say. A person should always daven for Achmanas. Even until the last you know, shovel of dirt. So you should have shlama, you should have peace. This is a proper uh, bathroom, that it should always be available. That is what to daven for. This is the most important thing of, of all these uh, different Amari Chazal, that a person should daven for a good bathroom. Now, in those days, it was very difficult to find a good, a good uh, clean bathroom. People had to walk very far. You had uh, different discussions about bathrooms in uh, in the Gemara, so it seems like that would be something that's very uh, significant. So I saw Rabbeinu Yada and Mishle, which perhaps would give us a little more insight to this uh, line that the best thing is the basic kisa. So the so the Rabbeinu Yada has a pirush on Mishle, and he says on the pasuk that he says that many people think that they should only daven. Tashem, you know, for big moments in life, by a chasana, for for someone to to have a rafua, right before a big business deal, that's when they they think it's time to daven. But the everyday, day in day out life, you know, to make your appointments on time, to have good sales calls, all your typical day in day out of life, people say, "Nah, why should I bother Hashem?" So Rabbi Yonah says, "Behold, everything in life you should daven for." So I think it's shot in this Gemara. Lace mitzvah is Even a proper toilet, even a proper bathroom, one should daven for, and uh, that is that is that itself is considered a leis mitzvah. Please tell us something that you heard uh, in Hilchas Shul from Rav Chista. Why does Hashem love? Uh, I'm sorry. What 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 what's in the pasuk of Oyev Hashem Sharit Siyim Mikomishnes Yaakov? What does that mean? So the Gemara says Oyev Hashem Sharim Hamutziyonim Bahalacha. Hashem loves the Sharim Hamutziyonim Bahalacha, the gates or the gathering places where people are learning Halacha. Yoisem Ibatim Knesiyos Umi Ibatim Midrashos more than regular uh, yeshivas and shuls. This where they learn Halacha, a koyel hayra where they learn psak Halacha. That is more beloved. Uh, to Hashem, then Bati Midrashers and Bati Knesses. Ever since the Beis was destroyed, only the of Halacha. So I was thinking <laughs> that perhaps this is the Pshat. When the the Beis was around, so there was a there was a the Shechina was seen or felt in the Beis 
But when there's no longer a base Hamikdash, so you don't have the Avaida, you don't have the Kahanim, the Karbanas, the Aish, all the Nisim. So where exactly is God seen on this world? And and if you think about it, the only place where God is seen on this world is when we keep the halacha. When a person is driving and all of a sudden he says, okay, I have to say tefillah sadarach. It's halacha. When a person's on the train and they ha- cannot look at a certain place, so it's God. It's God telling me I really want to do something, but God is saying no. So it's halacha. So the arba amash halacha, dalad amash of halacha, when a person keeps halacha, when you learn halacha, that's how we bring hakadish baruch the shechina into Adam haza. We no longer have the base of So by keeping the halacha, by learning halacha, we're taking our physical life and infusing it with ruchnius, infusing it with the shechina. Originally, I would learn at home, I would go daven in shul. I would only daven where I learned, and that is more important than davening in shul. A person should daven in the yeshiva, on the kailo, where they learn Torah. And many shuls have shiurim and have, have Talmud Torah there, so that would be great as well. Rabbi Amin, Rabbi Asi, Avakav, Tehavlu, Tleser, Be'i Kedusha, Be'tveri. They have 13 shuls in Tveri. Lemitzalu, they only daven, Ela Beni Amud, Hechad, Tehavu, Garsi. In the place where they learned, that's where they would daven their tefillah. Yisam, Rabbi Chiyah, Rabbi Amin, Yishmei, De'ula, Godel HaNenem, Yagiyah, Yosem, Yerishmaim. It is greater for one who, uh, someone who is Nenem, Yagiyah. He he uh, benefits from his toil more, greater than a Yerishmaim. Diluk, Abba, Yerishmaim, Ksiv, Ashra, Ish, Yerei, Hashem. Praiseworthy is someone who fears God. Doesn't say that by the Yirei Hashem. So two things. The the Sharmutsyunamalach uh, here quotes two different pshatim. One pshat is that when it comes to when if someone does not work for a living and they're just a Yirei Hashem and they rely on a Baruch Hu to be mighty them their parnasa. So there's a concept, there's a Gemara in Tainus which talks about how a person can really give up some schar boilam haba by using it in oilam haza. There's a famous uh, famous story there in Kamakoyim to go into it. So that's one pshat why we toivloch oilam haba. You won't be using it in oilam haza. There's another pshat in the marsha. The marsha says that that uh, the the Yiri Shemayim, when he when he views the halachic shaila, he goes to a uh, gas station and there's frozen yogurt there, and he wants to know, can I eat this frozen yogurt? So Yiri Shemayim says, I can't. There's no hashgach on it. He can't. But the gear, but someone who is hanenemi agiyai. He, he knows the halacha, he knows all the shilas involved, he's going to end up eating his ice cream because he's nanami yagiyoy. So he says this by chulun, by someone who's a roi, the tree for la'atzmai, someone who could pask in a hilchah's tree for shayla. he knows the answer, he knows to be meikol, so he can actually, uh, it's greater, gadol, he actually eats it, as opposed to the Yerushimayim, won't be able to enjoy that food. Now, it doesn't exactly fit with the Gemara. The Gemara says, toiv is extra by a nanami yagiyoy, so it seems like the, the first pshat fits better that you're not giving up any olam haba by using it on this world because the person is working for a living. The person should live in the same place as Rabbi as Rosh Shiva. For as long as Shimon Megera was alive, Shlomo did not did not marry Baspari, but once he died, that's when he ended up marrying Baspari. 
The Bryce says the opposite. A person should not live If you're going to listen to him, that's when you should live in his town. If you're not going to listen to him, so you might as well live somewhere else. It's better to be a shoygig than a mazid. It's better not to go against what your Rebbe says in front of him. So many reasons why it is recommended not to live next to your Rebbe if you're not going to fear him, if you're not going to listen to what he says. What does it mean when the Pasuk says, and those that abandon Hashem, should be, should be uh, destroyed, should be consumed. This is someone who leaves the Sefer Torah while it's open, and he leaves shul, he goes, he goes, uh, goes to work in the middle of davening. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Vo, nothing, then Gavra, Gavra. Rabbi Vo would go out between uh, Gavra, between Aliyas. Boy, Rapapa, beam sukkah, lip sukkah, mahu. When there's a metorgamon in shul, can you leave between Pusik and Pusik? So the Gemara says, Teku, uh, we, we, uh, we're we going to leave it. Uh, this question was not answered. So just halacha lemaisa. One is, the, it's brought down, Simon Kuf, Menvav, Shochanarach, Sefalaf. If someone leaves shul in the middle of laning, he's called Oizvi Hashem Yechlu. And uh, not a good thing. So. What about Bengavra Lagavra? So the Shulchan Aruch says you are you are allowed to leave Bengavra Lagavra. However, the Mishnah Brewer says that should only be b'makayim hatchak shasachak something something that you cannot avoid. Maybe if someone has a, a business meeting and it's going to be a, a financial loss, that would be a time when a person should not or would be allowed to leave Bengavra Lagavra. The Aruch Hashulchan says even if you have to go to the bathroom, it seems like you should not leave. Perhaps Bengavra Lagavra you could. There is a uh, the Bir Halacha quotes that this should only be done by Akroy once in a once in a blue moon, maybe, but not every day. Tadir, that would not be uh, uh, that should not be done. Leaving Shul even Bengavra Lagavra if you're doing this every single day. There's a question which we won't discuss, which we won't get to the answer. Which is, let's say a person knows he has to leave in the middle of laning, should they leave before laning? Let's say on a Monday or Thursday, or should they wait? Until uh, halfway through landing and then and then walk out, so that at least they'll get the first aliyah. Or perhaps you would say it's better not to be there and walk out during landing, but we'll leave it for a different time. Then the Gemara says, "If Sheishus Mahadar Ape Vigar, so Sheishus would turn his face away and learn while they were doing Kriyas Torah." Amar he said, "Anan bididan." Um, we're doing what we're doing. The inhu bidetu and they're landing. They're doing their own thing. So Tosis asks on the spot. The Gemara Sota says. Came and shenifta sefer Torah also l'saper. You're not allowed to talk out a filu b'dvar halacha. So how can Rav Sheshes learn? So there's a few terutz and Tosfos gives here. One of them is that maybe it's only if you if you're learning out loud. Perhaps if you started before everyone. Different uh, various halachas. There are the various uh, answers to this question in Tosfos. There's a discussion of Baruch Ber. And many of the other achronim, the Minchas Asher and Parshas B'Shalach talks about this. Is leaning a obligation on the yachid or is it an obligation on the tzibar and perhaps that would shed light on understanding Toysus Kasha and the various answers Toysus gives here on Chesam and Aleph and there in Saita Daf Lamites Amen Aleph as well but we're going to go we're going to go fight there Amraf Unabari Hudamar of Ami Lo'ilu Miyashim Odem Parashiosim Mat Tzibar Shnayim Mikrav Echatagra a person should always finish uh, uh, reading the the Torah that week's Torah with the tzibar which we call Shnayim Mikra Echatagram two times the Chumash inside and one time Targum. Even these words, the Taras of which do not have Targum, you should still read it together every single week. We give him a long, long days and long, long years. 
This is a special uh, pra- uh, a bracha, someone who it, who does shnei mikra ve'echad targum. Rabbi Barabai asavel shlumin on the parshiyah since the kulishatim el yamidik pura. He wanted to do it. He wanted to do all of it. The last day, the last uh, the day before Yom Kippur. That's when he wanted to finish it. So tani lechia barav mitifti. He said you can't. Ksiv and he says not just say from tishul chadish barav. It says you should start already your enoy in the ninth of the month. Freitig mar vechi b'tishim esalim. Do I fast on the ninth day? And we know the Yom Kippur is the 10th day of the month. Someone who eats and drinks on the ninth day. It's if you fasted for two days. So therefore, halacha is you have to eat. If you have to eat from Kippur, you're going to be so busy eating, you do not have time to do Shnai Mikra Ve'echa Targum. So, so Rabbi Ben Abayah said, maybe I'll do it in advance, uh, you know, for, for the rest of the, for the, for the next year. I'm Luha Saba. So, Ahu Saba, which, which Chazal tell us often means Eliyahu, not Chazab, but Taisus and Chulun says this means Eliyahu and Avi. So Tanina, he said, we learned of Avashla Yaktim Acher. You should not uh, uh, do it before this man or after this man. When exactly is this man? So the Shulchan Aruch says this man would be from Mincha on Shabbos. That's when we, when we already start leading the next week's parashas. That would be the time. That's the earliest time one should do Ma'avr Sedra, and you should finish it before Shabbos Suda, uh, Shabbos Day. You can have Kiddush before, but you should not eat your Suda prior to finishing Shnai Mikvech HaTagram of that week's portion. You should always uh, finish your Parshish with the Tzibar, two times Chomish, and one time saying the Tagram. Then... Next thing, Rabbi Shumalei tells his sons, "Vehisaro b'veridin k'Rabbi Yehuda, and you should be careful with the veridin, like Rabbi Yehuda. The Tanan Rabbi Yehuda, Aimer at Yishchet es veridin. You have to uh, when, when you shecht, you also have to make sure you cut the veridin to make sure the the chicken, the bird, bleeds properly. So many shechtim today do this. Um, there are those that don't, but they rely on the uh, Shulchan Aruch as a discussion that if you're not roasting it whole in its entirety, you, you take off the head, you cut it up. So then, even if they did not." Get the Verid in Halachas, there's no problem of Dam. It's not a problem of Shechita or Trefus anyways, it's only a problem of Dam. But either way, you do not have to worry it, worry about this when you eat your chicken. When you purchase chicken from your local grocery store, no problem. And be careful with a Zakin uh, who forgot his learning because he was an Oynitz. Rashi says he was um, he had to go to work, he had to, he got old. So the Amrina, we say Luchos, the Shivei Luchos, Munachos, that the Luchos and the Shivei Luchos are still put in the Aaron, even though the, the Shivei Luchos, we would think, no longer have the Kedusha. It doesn't have the use as Luchos anymore. It's broken, and the letters are no longer there. The letters uh, were Parechas Ba'avir. You do not have letters anymore on the Luchos, on the broken Luchos. Still, it still has Kedusha. So I think this is brought in Rav Salavechik Sefer on Mesechtas Brachas. He says that that the reason why it still has Kedusha is because the since it once contained Kedusha, it once held the letters of the Aseris Adibris, so it still retains its Kedusha. So I, I don't know if he says this, but it, or it's my own addition, that if you look at Rashi, Rashi says, what does it mean that a person forgot his learning? So Rashi says... He was so busy making a parnasa that he uh, he wasn't he forgot his learning. So sometimes you have someone who's in a yeshiva, he's in karlo, even day to day life, where a person spends his hour learning and then he goes to work 
and he forgets his learning because he's so busy tarud b'parnasa. Still, you you see that the reason why the the shivre luchas have uh, have uh, have kedusha, we have to give it covered, is because since it once held the letters of the luchas, the so now these luchas, these tablets are changed forever. They are no longer just mundane tablets. So you take a person, he learned for an hour, he learned for three years in Kylo, and now he's at work, whether it's today or he's at work for the next couple of years. He still ha- you should still respect him, he should still respect himself because he's not the same person he was beforehand. He's now a changed person by having gone through an hour Seder, by having gone through the Torah, by having gone through a few years in Yeshiva. He's a different person, and he should still uh, respect that that even though he no longer remembers his learning, he's no longer holding in the sugyas, but he, uh, that, that Torah has changed him for better, and he's a new person now. Next, when cutting meat, yeah, don't cut it upon your hand. It's dangerous. It's gonna bleed, and nobody's gonna want to eat the food. They're gonna get disgusted. Don't sit on a aramis bed. Don't pass behind shul when people are diving. So the Gemara says, What does that mean? Don't sit on a Aramean woman's bed. Don't go to sleep without saying Krishma. That's what Klai Yisrael does. We, we say Krishna before we go to sleep. We get the army to Latin Yorta, don't marry a Giyaris. Either this is because Rava was a Kayan, he was telling his sons, but that seems like a Chiddush that he has to tell his sons not to marry a Kayan. So the Masifta, the Mara brings another shot that perhaps the reason why he's telling people not to, not to marry uh, a Giyaris is that there's a halacha that a person should not be, should not afflict a, 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 a Ger that there's an extra halacha that a person has to be very careful, very sensitive to a ger, that, you know, they, they weren't born Jewish, so now they might feel left out. So there's a halacha that you have to be extra careful how you speak to them. So if someone's married to a gyaris, every single time they get into an argument, he's going to be over this extra lap of, of ger loisainu, and therefore it's a, uh, it was just an eitz taiva, so you won't be over this, this lav. Vikadami, Aramis Mamish, talking about Aramis Mamish, an Aramean woman. Why not? Mishon the Maisa Rapapa, the Rapapa Ozlagabi Aramis, her Tila Mita, she brought out a bed or a couch. She said, Sit, Amrullah, shave, sit, Amrullah, any Yoshivach, a Takbiya Samita. First pick up the mattress. I want to see what's underneath it. Takbiya Samita, Motsusham, Tinak, Mace, Mikan Aracham, Ozlashiv, Al Mitas Aramis, because he found a dead body there. So, Ham were afraid that they're going to set you up. So just don't sit, don't deal with them. They are crooks. Don't pass by shul when people are davening. One should not pass by shul when people are davening. So Abaya qualifies this. There's no other door. You will assume he's walking to the next door. There's no other shul in town. There's another shul. We'll just assume he's going to the other minion. He's not carrying a tuna, a load. He's not running. He's not wearing If you could say that if one of these things are true, he's wearing tefillin or he's holding something, he's in a rush. Last number, we assume he's not a kaifer. He just needs to take care of something, or he's just happening somewhere else, and therefore he's allowed to pass by a shul when people are davening. But sometimes you'll have like a Pesach program 
or uh, one shul in the, in the entire community or one shul in a camp. So perhaps this halacha would be invoked again that one should not pass by it if they are not davening or they don't look busy. Tanya. I like the medim, people from Madai, for three reasons. Three things I like about them. They only cut on the table. When they, when they kiss people, when they're greeting people, they kiss them on their hand. When they have uh, private conversations, they hold court, but they only, they only discuss the, these matters that are private in the sada, in the field, and not in the open. Everybody can hear them. You see, Yaakov, when he wanted to talk to Rachel and Leah about leaving Lavan's house, he took them to the field to have this conversation. Tani, I'm going to I like the Parsim. Three things I like about them. They are Tznius in how they eat. Tznum basically when they go to the bathroom, they are Tznius. Tznum And when they are with their wives, they are also Tznius. There's a discussion in the Achorin and what exactly this means. So one could look there to see these Achila, basically and Tznius, what exactly this means by the Parsim. Then the Pasik says, I need to see Vesilim the Persians, they're prepared, and they're ready straight to Gehenim. Let's go back to the, the Mishnah. The Mishnah told us that, that there's, there's a machlekes of a tool. What point can a person still say Kriyashma Shal Arvis? And Rabbi Gamliel is the one that said, you can say Kriyashma all the way until Alois Hashachar, until the morning star rises. Which is halachically considered day. So let's see how this plays out. That's how we paskin. This is how we paskin the Shulchan Aruch. A person did not say Kriyashma, and it's already after Chatzais. You are allowed to say Kriyashma even until it's a Shacham. The Chatzil, a person should definitely try to say Kriyashma before Chatzais. Tanya. I could find you a case where someone ends up saying Shema twice at night. Once before Alois, Va'achas, La'achar Shia Manashacha, once after Alois, Vyoitsu Beheni de Choivosai, Achashoyon, Bahashla, and you could still be Yoitsu your Choiv of of one by day and one by night. So the Mar says that makes no sense. Hakufa Kasha, what you just said makes no sense. Amrit, you said, You said that there are times when a person reads Kriyashma twice at night and you, and you said it was, oh, it's after Alois. You're still calling it night, even after Alois HaShachar. You just told me it's night. You said I'm reading it twice by night. But your yard is your day creation. Makes no sense. I'm a Yamamu. It sounds like it's day. Really, it's night. Why are we calling it day? There are people that wake up at this point. When it comes to Kriya Shema, we don't really care about day and night, we care about B'Shach B'cha Uvkumecha. And since there are people that wake up already early before Neitzachama, but it's already after Alois, so so we're calling it day, even though halachically it's night. You're allowed to read it twice uh, between, uh, that if you read it before Neitzachama, you are Yoitza Kriya Shema. Now, according to this Gemara, it sounds like the night uh, that day that day starts by Nitzacham, but there's a preferish Mishnah Megillah, not like that, and perhaps this is what leads the Gemara to have another version of of this uh, psak of Rab Shimon Bar because the Mishnah Megillah tells us that all the mitzvahs should be done lechatchila after Nitzacham. It talks about Megillah, it talks about Halal. And B'diyavid, if you said it after Alois, you're Yaitza. So it sounds like that after Alois is considered day. So let's see this Gemara changes the gear. So, 
that it was said in a different way, the Tanya. So let's rewrite the last few words of the last few lines of the Gemara. There are times when a person reads Kriyashma twice in the same day. Now they're both after Aloy, so they're both by day, but just happens to be that one is before Nate, before sunrise, and he reads Kriyashma after sunrise. One by night and one by day. So, you said, I'm reading it twice by day. It sounds like before Nitzchama, after Alois is already considered day. That's how we pass him. How can I be Yotz in my Lila reading if you're calling it Halachali day? I'm a Lila, it sounds like it's still night. So, the says, Really, it is considered day. Because it's after Allah's a shachar, behind the currently light. Why are you calling at night and you're saying I'm yoytzim my kriyishma shel arvis? So the same tarots we said before that when it comes to kriyishma, we don't care about day and night. We care about shach So even though it's already at lois and halachali, it's day. If someone did a bris milah by day by yamashmini, your yoytzim by the ever the chachilah should be done after nights. But your yoytzim after alois, you took lulav. You said hal your yoytzim. It's already day. So why are we calling it night? There are still people that are sleeping at this time, and therefore it still could be called b'shach b'cha, and your yoytzim kriyishma shell. Arvis even after Alois, Amr of Achim, Rabbi Kinnin, Rabbi Shemulevi, Halacha, Kreb Shimon, Amr Mishim, Rabbi Kiva, that you're allowed to say Kriyashma even after Alois Shachar, as long as it's before Nate, and you'll be Yoytze, your Kriyashma shall Arvis.